welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. The day of the questions. Who's been fishing before? Oh, praise God. Really? You've never been fishing? Okay. So, it's a really simple process, and so fun. Yes? Would you all enjoy fishing? Yeah, it's peaceful, it's relaxing, it's typical. That would be the head shake. Ah, ah, I don't like any part of fishing. We have a team in Kenya right now fishing. We're fishing at Harvest Fest. A team just got back from Honduras fishing. We're going to be fishing at the park today. Come on in, the water's good. I know not everybody fishes from the water, but there are those that do. You don't have to go anywhere to fish. Local, local nations, right? We're told, we're told local, local nations. We do all. This family, we do all. We sow seed in all, and we go out and do the gospel in all of those arenas. In sweatpants, in shorts, in nice attire, on the other side of the planet. We sacrifice who we are. We keep our emotions in check. I don't want to go. It's sweaty. I'm tired. Anyway. We put our soul in alignment with the word, which is we are to be fishers of men. Matthew 4.19 And he said to them Who's them? Well, that was kind of weak, but let's try one more time because I kind of caught you off guard. And he said to them That's us. Follow me. Are we following Jesus? Yes. And I will make you, make you not ask you, not offer to you to be, not if you feel like it. That's an emotion, right? right? That's a soul issue. Not if you feel like it. I will make you fishers of men. So all the fishing enthusiasts right now ought to be going, Hallelujah, I get to fish all the time. That's not so much enthusiasm, though. That's good. That's good. Let that marinate. We're really all fishermen, says the Lord. And you don't end up with little hooks stuck in your fingers and your hands don't stink. And it's not too hot and it's not too cold. It's really simple. We just go about our daily life constantly fishing. Constantly planting seeds. Fishing for men. 
Being fishers of men is the greatest calling any of us can have in any way, shape, or form. Truly, it's a big deal. It is not just those that are called to the office of pastor, teacher, prophet, apostle. It's not. Don't let your soul or anything else tell you that. It's not. It's for us. Every believer in Christ has been called to the office of... I know this is brand new. This is... This is Bob's world, not scripture. Fishermen! You're all fishers. He called us to be fishers of man. God needs us, his people in the marketplace, everywhere we go. The marketplace, our work, our school, hanging around at the shop, the beauty salon, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your family members. Are you engaged in idle conversation or kingdom conversation? One makes you a fishers of men. The other makes you just a human being. Do we win people to Christ? Do we bring people into our journey by our example? Absolutely. But that's only part of what the Lord's told us to do. That hush tells me the answer to all of that. Our greatest contribution to the kingdom of God, regardless of our profession, is touching people's lives with the truth that set us free in one way, shape, or form or another. You don't need to spend 30 years being discipled, being taught, sitting under teachings that are full of truth and revelation, reading the Scriptures, memorizing the Scriptures. The moment you came to Christ and were baptized in the Holy Spirit, something changed radically in your life. Go share that immediately. You're fishing. Immediately. Without your soul or your emotions saying, oh, I don't know that I have time right now. I'm kind of in a hurry. I've got to get to the thing and the stuff. Oh, they don't want to hear that. Well, they go to the XYZ church. I know they go there. We've all been there. If you're human, you've made determinations in your mind to not share. It's a constant decision we make in our mind whether we share or not. We all have opportunities because every one of us, even though in 2021 our engagement with humans is much less than it was even 10 years ago. Right? It's voicemails, it's texts, it's emails, it's... You can call a company and not speak to anybody live, yet speak to 10 different recording systems or artificial intelligence systems and never have human interaction. Yet, what if when you talk to that one person live, what happens if you say, God bless you. Is there anything I can pray for you for? For real. When I grabbed this revelation in my journey, this revelation that we were all created to be fishers of men, 
and we were to live to advance the gospel in all of our conversations, not idle conversations about things and stuff. Not that we don't. We have fun. And if you don't grab that, you need to be at Koinonia today because we like to have fun. We like to poke fun. We like to have fun. We like to laugh. And we love to minister to each other and speak truth and edify and exhort all things. But in the example I'm giving you now, it's taking those opportunities in love to fish constantly. You don't know if you won't plant a seed with somebody on that telephone call or at that gas station. I know I've shared my testimony before in depth, but when I sat in that Cracker Barrel that night, when I had my encounter with Jesus, I was a believer. And she touched the back of my hand, a waitress, and just touched the back of my hand. Anything else I can get for you? No, nothing. Touched the back of my hand and said, God bless you. And I went, I felt that. What was that? She had no idea what she did. I want that to be me. I don't know about you guys, but really, truly, I want to be that powerful in people's lives. And we can be because we have it all already. It's already finished. We have all the authority and power in the kingdom of God in our words where we sow seed with everything we say and with our touch. Being fishers of men, it's a big deal. And it's really, really fun. So what does it take to be a fisher of man? I'm really glad you asked. Thanks. And you were so excited to ask. <clears throat> because it's so simple. We walk in agape love. And if you don't understand that, I would encourage you to have a discussion at the altar with the prayer ministers after the service. Ask the question, what is agape love? I want the agape love of my Father. Because we leak that purposefully because our heart is in that place. Every word we speak to another human, every action we have, every phone call we have, we transmit that love that we're covered up with into other people's lives. And it's palpable and it's tangible. And they'll ask questions. How can you be so at peace right now? The world's a hot mess. Aren't you... Aren't, I'm going to ask another question, even though I said I wasn't going to. I know Mitchell really used up all the questions I had today as he was asked seven. <laughs> so, who's been asked in the last year and a half, aren't you afraid? By someone. Yeah. So what does that tell us as fishers immediately? You've got an opportunity to speak God's word and plant a seed and sow a seed in that person in that moment and watch them be set free like you are. If you don't think that's a divine appointment, zoom back out to a kingdom perspective on everything you're doing. I don't care if you're standing at a gas pump or in the grocery store. Football game, whatever. These are opportunities the Lord has put you in to speak truth. Miss Kay shared a message last week, and if you haven't watched it, watch it. If you did hear it and you were here or you watched it on YouTube, maybe with these eyes, listen to it again. 
till you can grasp the difference between phileo love and agape love that we carry. Because when we go fishing and our heart's in the right place and we speak truth into someone's life, it comes with the agape love that we walk in. The world needs this desperately right now. We were created at the beginning of time to be alive right now. I say that a lot, and I totally understand the sower and the seed parable much better now. Jesus wept because only 25% of those people that heard that parable even got it. Grab this and marinate on it. Over and over and over and over and over again. Until you can fully grasp the fact. God put you in this chair, on this YouTube, alive in 2021 today for a very specific reason. And part of that is, He wants you to be in Him fully and follow what He's told us to do, which is be fishers of men. Speak truth. Speak the revelations and truth we're all sharing amongst each other and from this pulpit through Pastor Steve and everyone that shares here into the marketplace, into your world, whatever that is. Our grace group just finished up the seven mountains with Dwayne Sheriff. Dwayne does a really good job laying out what that looks like as a, as a believer in Christ, a follower of Him, and where we belong, where we should be, based on the Word. Can't argue with me, can't argue with Pastor Duane, can't argue with anybody that teaches that concept in theory. It's only what God said. But our emotions get in the way. Speaking the truth in love boldly. That's an issue for some. And as opposed to just speak the word, the flip side of that is, boldness doesn't mean you go on for an hour. A seed is just that. You don't have the bazooka seed gun. Ba-boom! And you blow their hair back and walk away. That does nothing. And it's all fleshy. My opinion. Speaking truth and love boldly. What does that mean? Boldly. With conviction. Do you really know that you know that you know what you just said is truth? And is it truth in your heart and your life? If it's not, don't say it. Because now your heart's not behind it. It means nothing. This whole journey is what? Amen. That was kind of a question, but not really. Right? Okay, good. Your testimony carries so much power. And I just touched on that a minute ago, but in this time right now, many in this fear thing, I'm, fear, I'm afraid of losing my job. 
I'm afraid of that jab. I don't want that jab. I'm afraid of going in public for fear of what I might get. I want to ask another question. I'm not going to. We've all prayed for people or ministered to people that have been in that fear and watched it leave just like that. I can't count those in the last year and a half that have said, oh my gosh, I just feel so much peace right now. As you should. And I, I, I get to say that boldly. It's not arrogance. It's truth. It's His truth. It's His truth. And it's who we are in Christ. That's... When Jesus called His first disciples and said He would make them fishers of men... He discipled them into that. Can we agree on that? Okay, good. In this family, there's a lot of tremendous discipleship going on. Corporately, grace groups on Wednesday nights, men's ministry, women's ministry. Yes? Let's take that further because today's Koinonia Day. There'll be great discipleship going on at the park today. And it may only be a sentence or five. It doesn't have to be a three-hour dissertation. Because the body's being the body. We're being who we're created to be for each other. Exactly in that minute. And if we keep a kingdom perspective on all of those conversations while we're having a gas with each other and loving on each other, you have no idea the seed you're planting and the revelation people are getting and how you're actually, technically, discipling someone. I know, who to thunk, right? Don't let your soul tell you you're not qualified. If you're in Christ, you've got 100% of Christ, not 98, not 62, not 47%. You have Him all. Speak that truth boldly. Nobody can tell you your testimony is not right. Make it simple and to the point. Tell them what Christ did for you, and you are fishing. Sometimes it's just a strike. Anybody fish and get a big hit, almost lose the pole, and there's no fish on the end when it's all done, or they got your bait and that was it? They left with your seed. Oh well. Oh well. That seed will do something. You've done your part in that moment. I'd rather talk about the new tires I just got. Did you see the sale on papayas today? It was great. Yeah, it was so nice to see you. See you next week or whatever, right? I'm just really encouraging you, especially in this hour. The world needs who we are desperately. He needs our king's love desperately. But it's always a choice. Because our Father loves us that much. It's our choice. No differently than the people that you encounter have a choice 
to listen, to actually have eyes to see and ears to hear or not. And it's okay. We don't argue. We don't have to. We have the truth and you know it in your heart, period. We have the truth and the truth will set you free, kind of sort of make you free, sometimes get you free. No, it will make you free. Pastor Pastor Steve, a few years ago, I heard him say, that's the most misquoted scripture out there. And I went, I don't know about that. But I logged it and I paid attention. Guess what's a fact? I've not found another scripture since that isn't more misquoted than that, than anything. What's the difference between set you free and make you free? Okay, in my world, and I know in my brain I see things kind of weird sometimes, make you free. Boom! Get out of here! Go now! So let's put that to your in Christ. Well, but I still need you to kind of hold me and comfort and teach me, and I don't have it all yet. Yes, you do. See the difference? To me, it's like glaringly obvious. I hope I'm saying this in a way that makes sense. You are made free. Now go forth and be free. And make disciples. In whatever that looks like in your journey. Disciples make disciples. Within a family, are we all sheep? Yeah, we are. We're all part of this family. We're sheep. So does a shepherd reproduce sheep or do sheep reproduce sheep? Huh? Snap. How does sheep reproduce sheep when we take it to who we are? We're all setting people free. We're speaking truth. Dude, where did you learn that? I want to know more about that. How can you be so out of fear in this kind of situation? Why aren't you afraid? How is it you're never sick, ever? I've known you 27 and a half years. I've never seen you sick. Come on in, the water's good. My bonus was much smaller than your bonus. How come your business is so busy right now and I do the exact same thing and I'm like ready to pull the tent down because I'm not making any money? Well, let me tell you. I walk in the favor of the Most High God. I walk in the prosperity of my king. I walk in the prosperity Jesus died for. And again, that's the least of this deal, finances. All these little seeds we plant with people are no different than fishing. It's just such a great analogy. And when it clicked for me, I love to fish. I haven't fished in years other than for men. I love fishing. I used to fish a lot. I can remember when I was... 14, 15 years old, saying to my cousin, who was my best friend, wow, I wish there was a way we could make a living at this. And we were good. We could, we could outfish the old guys that knew these lakes we were fishing on really, really well generationally. And Jimmy the guy would go on the boat and we'd go, yeah, right over there. And we'd just fill stringer after stringer. Within legal limits, of course. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Ever, of course. 
Our fish were bigger. We filled our stringers and our limits faster. We always, and it was so fun. And all of a sudden, the things of earth have grown strangely dim. As much as I enjoy that, I would much rather go, I'd much rather stand here at Harvest Fest and bring some kids to Christ. I'd rather disciple or plant seeds to those I'm with standing on the sidewalk or out back with the games. Honestly, the things of earth do grow strangely dim. I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything except yet, yet, our interests wane as we do the word. I know for myself, part of all of this kingdom of God that lays in my heart is, I want this from the Father because it's His Word. I want to walk in the fullness of Christ. I want every bit of His prosperity, every one of His promises to be 100% in my life. What am I doing to hold up my end of it? Or am I just sitting on my hands waiting? Because He's told us to do stuff. No condemnation. Y'all agreed. I heard y'all before. And if you didn't on YouTube, say it right now. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Period. I'm speaking about myself. We're told to be doers of the word. We're told to be fishers of men. Are we doing our part? In love, boldly, Second Timothy one seven. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So why does our soul stop us from fishing sometimes? Oh, there's never any fish under those lily pads. I've seen that cashier thirteen thousand two hundred and seventy times, and I've blessed her and I've loved on her, and nothing's ever happened. I'm in a hurry today. I gotta go. I'm not gonna take that moment to plant another seed or fertilize a seed or maybe share something about your testimony. Last week I could hardly, I'm making this up as I go. This did not happen to me. Last week I could hardly walk on that ankle, but look at it. Oh, praise Jesus, he healed me. Anyway, have a great day. See ya. You should have been with me yesterday at church. There was a lady with a thing and a stuff, and when she got prayed for, she was healed like that. The testimonies in this body are incredible. I encourage you strongly to take those, those testimonies out. Those truths are, are, are worth a ton. For God hath given us the spirit of hath not given us the spirit of fear. Don't let trepidation and anxiety and fear stop you from advancing the kingdom. But of power and love. We don't bark at people, but we boldly tell them truth because we know in our knower. That's the difference. And of a sound mind. Sound mind. You know the truth. You want to make them free. And when you walk in that agape love and leak that agape love, I want this. 
Anybody in this room have a family member right now your heart's breaking for? That's why, because the Father's heart's breaking for him too. That's agape love. Literally, in the core of your being, you want the best for them. You want everything that you understand and know in Christ to apply to their journey, to their life, to their walk. And so, it makes your heart ache. That's not phileo love. That's in you loving them because the Father loves them the same way and has the greatest desires and plans for them. Ephesians 6.19 And for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. 20. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That's us. Paul wrote it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but that's us. We're ambassadors. We're kings and priests. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Pastor Steve does a really tremendous job at just speaking scriptural truth and making it applicable to our journey. Amen? Yeah, brother, there were lots of amens. I don't think the mic got them all. Why? Because if you go into interpretations of Scripture, you don't know in, in your knower. So you can't speak boldly truth if you don't know it. And the Scripture is the truth. The Word of God is the truth. The Lord's given us everything we need to be fishers of men. Everything. We got it all. His Spirit and His Word. For real. We got the best tackle box ever. It's got every tool in that box you need. In fact, it's so big, it's a two-handed You gotta run, get some. We've got it all from the moment you come to Christ. Luke twenty four forty nine, please. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with the power from on high, the Holy Spirit. These disciples had per- personally witnessed Jesus in his resurrected body. This was the greatest news ever. Can you imagine how we would act, beloved? Think about our worship sets and when we're worshiping. Can you imagine if Jesus in his resurrected body... Hey, you guys, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to get out of here in a minute, and it's going to be awesome. You are going to... Re- We'd be jumping up and down and spinning circles and screaming and hawking. 
for real. For real. Oh, that was a pun. Don't encourage her. (laughs) And when the Holy Spirit had come upon them, if they were restrained from preaching until they had the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be no less. Why? Because the power and the knowing in your knower all comes via Holy Spirit. With the agape love that we walk in and have and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will win every fishing competition you get in. You will plant seeds of truth in people's lives and go, I know for myself. I'd go, did I really just say that? Where, where the heck did that come from? Yeah, that's our Father's love for every man, woman, and child on the planet. He loves all creation so much that He gave us His Spirit to speak truth into dead lives and bring them alive in Christ. And then baptize them with the Holy Spirit. What has been happening right now in your world? What God has done to and through you? If you don't have a quick testimony, build one. Ask whomever's discipling you to help you with it. Ask somebody at the altar to help you with it. Get a hold of one of us. We'll help you with it. You all have tremendous testimonies. Even if they're, it doesn't matter. There's no one that's better than another. It's a testimony of God and His power and His love for race. Build it. Make it really short, really fast, and then make it really long and really awesome to preach it. People come to Christ, grab the hook, all the time by a little testimony. Oh my gosh. I just ran into this woman at the grocery store and I was, I was afraid to even be there. I didn't even want... I know I'm picking on this whole corona lie, but I'm going to. I was afraid to even be there. I haven't been out in public in six months and somebody got too close to me and she prayed for me. I feel like a million bucks. Come on in. The water's good. That's what we need to do, brothers and sisters. We need to be what God created us to be. The world needs us so desperately right now. Don't don't let your emotions, don't let your soul, don't let fear stand in the way of building that little testimony. Do it today. Do it with somebody at Koinonia. Say, hey, will you take five minutes with me? There's got to be some part of your journey... That is super, it's all super powerful, but just pick that one thing. The spirit in you will resonate that, that that's the thing, and you'll change other people's lives. You'll bring them into Christ. Be who you were created to be. 
Don't buy the world's opinion of aspiring to be something else. I want to be that guy. That's the best golfer ever. That's the best crocheter ever. That's the best baker. I don't, pick it. Doesn't matter. Our world has turned into be that guy, be that woman. For hundreds of years, even our business world is set up that way. You get hired as a low on the totem pole guy and you aspire to get that raise. So that's another title, another position. Not against any of that. That's not my point to this. Don't aspire for that. Allow God to bless you with it. But, it, but be who you were created to be, which is a king and a priest, advancing the kingdom, fishing for men constantly. There are so, there are so many places we go and the fish are plentiful and we just cruise right through. If you fish, you know you don't want to go where the fish aren't. If you're fishing on a lake and there's docks, you want to go fish off some of that structure. You're not going to go sit in the middle of the street. You're going to go buy houses. You're going to go to the supermarket. You're going to be with your family, speaking truth, planting seeds with boldness. And right now especially, I don't think that I'm ministering or discipling anyone that doesn't have close friends for years and or family members that don't understand the revelations we have here that it is finished. And it causes some conflict. For them. Not for us. Because we still speak truth and boldness. I'm sorry, I'm not going to part... That's, and, and you don't have to say anything sometimes to disagree. It's not about stirring it up, but it's about planting the seeds and letting the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. It's about them watching you walk out who you are in Christ. Boldly. Oh man, I'd really love to get together there, but I can't do that because of the thing and the stuff and the whatever. Well, I'm not concerned. What, why are you afraid? We don't have to be afraid. That's not going to get on me. I'm in Christ. Just little, simple things. 1 Peter 2.9 But we are. We are. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy and holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of Him who hath called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. If we can grab that, if we can realize that we were created to be alive right now in this hot mess that's going on in the world and changing radically, and we're light carriers into darkness and we're kings and priests, and we were actually chosen to be here, it should be a... a put-you-to-snot-and-tears moment. Thank you, Father, for entrusting me to be alive in this very moment.
New Testament believers are in a category totally set apart. Ever notice it? We are totally set apart from everybody that kind of sort of knows the covenant we live in. We understand what Jesus died for and what those stripes and that blood meant for us as individuals. It's our job. It's our task. It's our call to go speak truth into those who don't have that revelation. Whether they're non-believers and dead in Christ, or those that need the greater revelations to begin to step into who God created them to be and grab the revelations that we share. That's also fishing. Mark 16:20 And they went forth the fishermen went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the Lord, confirming the word their words their words with signs following Amen People were healed. People were saved. People were delivered. People were made free of fear, of anxiety, of trepidation. Those are just simple ones for right now. It's not a maybe. It will happen. It's His Word. So it's truth. No scripture states these miraculous signs have ever passed away. And we all know other brothers and sisters that are saved don't want to argue that point with you. We don't argue. We're not told anywhere to argue with anyone. Don't do it. It's a trap. We don't argue. We don't debate. Don't have to. You speak truth boldly. That's the way you fish. No trepidation. Don't argue. If what you're saying you can't test before it comes out of your mouth with the gifts of the Spirit, you're in the flesh. Don't be in the flesh when you're fishing. Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. With receiving the Holy Spirit comes God's boldness. Period. Well, maybe for you. You know, you're the... It's his word. Well, they're shy people, you know. Oh, because that's not flesh. That's not soul. That's not feelings. But I just really don't like... Yeah, sorry. Get over the I thing. Because it's not about us. It's about him. I got to learn all the... Oh, do you? 
We are set apart in Christ. One John four four, please. Am I holding to my word that we're going to go through some scriptures? I want, I would encourage you to go back through these scriptures till you know that 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 you're grabbing the impartation with the word from these scriptures, and you can make it your own and and step out with boldness in a whole new way. The world needs us desperately. Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who is in the world. Everyone else belongs to the world. They belong to this world and they articulate the spirit of the world and the world listens to them. Gee, does that sound like 2021? And everybody with big platforms and loud voices and we're hearing everywhere, social media, television. Oh, I want to, but I'm not going to. Maybe I do. We've got to be really cautious of what we listen to. Super, 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 super cautious. But we belong to God. And whoever truly knows God listens to us. Those who refuse to listen to us do not belong to God. That is how we can tell the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of deceit. So we're going to go back to arguing for a minute. If somebody wants to debate the word with you, do they really truly belong to God? Plant seeds. Plant seeds of truth. Doesn't mean we point fingers. Those who, are, those who are loved by God, let His love continually pour from you to one another. Because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of Him. The one who doesn't love has, has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when He sent his matchless Son into the world so that we might live through Him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved Him. It was His love, not ours. He proved it by sending His Son to be a pleasing, sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones. If He loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be a way of life. So we're out of the flesh. That guy that kicked you in fourth grade and put a dent in your shin, love him. That girl that picked up your boyfriend after you were done with him anyway at Sadie Hawkins or senior prom, 
Get over yourself. That's flesh. Go love her. Bring her to the... Maybe that was just me. Maybe it was just me that remembered the guy that pushed me off the roof. Maybe it was just me, the guy that I remember that took my bike one day when I told him not to and it was gone for a week. The guy who lied to get the job that I wanted and then fell on his face. Uh, whatever, right? That was just me, maybe. We, gotta, we have to love those people with agape love. And we all still run into them all the time. Especially in rural America. Hallelujah. I am so glad God chose for me to be here. Ha, ha, ha. And he has given us his spirit within us so we can have the assurance that he lives in us and that we live in him. Moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify. Can we go back to our own testimonies? Has anybody heard any testimonies in this building with this family? Oh, there should not be a hand that's not down. I'm going to start testifying more then. Yeah, I will. Amen. Praise God. Okay, great. Oh, that's great knowledge. And can testify to the truth of our Father, God has sent His Son to be Savior of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in, live in God and God lives in them. We have come into the intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love that He has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. Through them. Your words carry love even in boldness. Truth carries love. Even if it's somebody you've got to correct, correction carries love. When it's done in accordance with the word. Love 17, please. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Jesus did not walk around talking about things and stuff, sweating and toiling. His father had his back in everything. He knew what he walked in. He wasn't going to be short a little money to catch a donkey. He wasn't worried about feeding the 5,000. He wasn't worried about his next meal. He wasn't worried about people persecuting him or talking bad about him. He spoke boldly his father's truth. And that's who we are in Christ. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful, our 
thankful our heart to the love God first demonstrated to us. It's all a matter of our heart and his heart for us. And once, once we have our heart in that right place, my heart breaks for people that do stuff. I read some of these new articles. I read some of these news articles or hear some of these reports about what people are doing, and I can't fathom the thought process that they have. It absolutely boggles my mind that they could even think the way they think to do what they're doing. I believe strongly that's the same way our father feels. Ah, again, that's me. I can't comprehend it. Why? Because I know his love. And his love would not be doing that. He loves creation. He loves us all. He wants the best for us in everything that we do. I want this all to be so encouraging, beloved. I really do. I want to stir the Spirit of God that's in you to be doers of the Word. We are doers of the Word in this body. Local, local nations. Even right now, there's a team in Kenya. Are they actually on the ground? Yeah, they're on the ground. They're doing the Word on the other side of the planet And they're us. We're them. That's a big deal. They're over there preaching truth boldly in another nation. I know. And because we're part of that, we're also receiving the blessings. We're partnering in that fruit. No different than Honduras, no different than Pakistan. You guys, we are world changers. Our tentacles go everywhere. And yet there's more. There's always more. We're speaking truth boldly at local school boards. Standing up for what God set out in our Bill of Rights and in our Constitution. We're setting, we're making, we're doing what we should be doing, adhering to God's laws, not man's, not these twisted ones that are still dead. But we can't let our hearts twist toward them, even if they're making a bad decision in this moment. Anybody in here get loved out of bad decisions by our king? For real. We've got to love them right where they're at. We've got to speak truth into them. We've got to be who we are boldly so that our testimony of our lifestyle and our words and the seeds we sow can bring them into the kingdom of truth. We were created to bring light into darkness. Uh, Luke 14, 16 in the Passion, please. 
Jesus replied with this parable. There was a man who invited many to join him in a great feast. Oh, maybe Koinonia. Can we apply this to our day? Okay, y'all invited to a feast today, come on! You can't make this stuff up. When the, when the day for the feast arrived, the host instructed his service to notify all the invited guests. Okay, you've all been invited. You've all been notified. And tell them, come on, for everything is now ready for you. But one by one, they all made excuses. One said, I can't come, I just bought some property and I'm obligated to go look it over. Another said, please accept my regrets, for I just purchased five teams of oxen, and I need to make sure they can pull the plow. Sidebar. Does any of this sound like sweating and toiling to you? Oh, but i got to go wax the truck. Uh, I always wash my car on Sunday after church. I gotta go mow the grass. I gotta weed whip. Whatever. 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 And one said, I can't come because I just got married. <laughs> the servant reported back to the host and told them all their excuses. So the master became angry and said to the servant, Go. At once throughout the city and invite anyone, anyone, all, 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 all. In the fishing analogy, don't. Don't let your flesh say, oh, that guy? Oh, man, I can't minister to that guy. All. Go at once throughout the city and invite anyone you can find. The poor, the blind, the disabled, the hurting, the lonely, and invite them to my banquet. When the servant returned to his master, he said, Sir, I've done what you asked, but there's room for more. So the master said, All right, go out again, and this time bring them all back with you. Persuade them. Beggars on the streets, the outcasts, even the homeless, urgently insist that they come Compel them. Urgently, urgently insist that they come and enjoy the feast so that my house will be full. I say to you all that the one who receives an invitation to the feast with me and makes excuses will never enjoy my banquet. Has anybody ever heard excuses from somebody they're ministering to? I'm just going to call it like it is. We've all heard it. We've all, from those that are saved, that won't step into grudged revelation and won't hear, or those that are dead and enjoying their muck and mire, full of excuses, full of excuses. The world needs 
Jesus right now in a way like I've never seen in my lifetime. I never dreamt, being a study my whole life of humanity and interested in so many things about humanity, about our planet, about humanity, about kingdom and non-kingdom things regarding humans, I never dreamt that I'd see what we're seeing now. Ever. Certainly within our country, I never dreamt we'd be watching rights that many fought and died for. Generationally. Stripped away under the guise of mandates. I never dreamt it. How could that be happening? If those people were in Christ where we are, this wouldn't be happening. They couldn't fathom the thought that popped in their mind. Well, I couldn't do that. I would never think of doing something like that. That's the missing link. And it's our job. It's our task as believers in Christ to go share this. Luke 19, please. Passion. Nineteen thirty seven. As soon as he got to the bottom of Mount Olives, the crowds of his followers shouted with a loud outburst of ecstatic joy over all the mighty wonders and the power that they had witnessed. They shouted over and over, Highest praises to God, for the one who comes as king in the name of the Lord. Heaven's peace and glory from the highest realm now comes to us. Some Jewish religious leaders who stood off from the procession said to Jesus, Teacher, you must order your followers at once to stop saying these things. Jesus responded, Listen to me. If my followers were silenced, that's us. Okay. Can, can we agree on that? That's us. We're followers of Jesus. If my followers were silenced, the very stones would break forth with praise. Put that in the context of what we've just been sharing. His word and being fishers of men. If we don't do it, some other part of God's creation is going to do it. When Jesus caught sight of the city, he burst into tears with uncontrollable weeping over Jerusalem. Does your heart break for anybody you know? Does your heart break as you read and see things that are happening in the world and go, Oh my gosh, those poor people. That. That right there. Is what Jesus was weeping over for the loss of creation. Those that were not grabbing the truths that he was sharing.
42, saying, if only you could recognize that this day peace is within your reach. It's right there. We talk about that all the time. Your healing's right there. It's already been purchased. Your financial prosperity's right there. Just grab it. Just realize it. Your peace, your relational prosperity. I'm not going through the seven things. Maybe I am. That... It's right there. It's already been done. It's there. Grab it. Your peace is right there. If you could only recognize that this day, peace is within your reach, but you can't see it. For the day is soon coming when your enemies will surround you. Anybody feel like there's anybody that we could... I know, right now, right? The naysayers, the people who don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, the people who don't have the inner knowing we have of God and His love, those, yeah, those. For the day is soon coming when your enemies will surround you, pressing you on every side, laying siege on you, trying to get you to succumb to their way of thinking, trying to get you to partner with the fear anxiety, trepidation that they're in. Peer pressure. Through the press, through social media, through all of these different ways. Trying to get you to falter from where you are in Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenlies. They will crush you to pieces and your children too. Given the opportunity, they will. And when they leave, your city will be totally destroyed since you would not recognize God's day of visitation. Your devastation is coming. Now, Luke was speaking to what Jesus felt and knew about Jerusalem. But it all revolved around the fact that they didn't see, they didn't have eyes to see, they didn't have ears to hear. They wouldn't grab the revelation that was right there. And it goes, for me, it goes right back to the sower and the seed parable. It broke his heart that only 25% of the people who didn't, only 25% of the people got that parable for what it was. They didn't grab what was right in front of them. We have the agape love of our Father all over us. If you don't grab that, do. Have somebody walk you into that. Have somebody disciple you into that. Speak that truth into you. Because that will cast off everything that's not of His kingdom. And then, when you go fishing and you have those opportunities, you will transmit, you will leak, you will emanate Every word, every seed, and your actions, that agape love will flow through you as you're fishing with those that the Lord has put you in contact with. There are no coincidences in the kingdom of God. None. If you set something down and it took you an extra three minutes to get out of the house... It's all because there's a divine appointment for you. You wouldn't have bumped into that lady. You wouldn't have... Take those opportunities, beloved. 
to be who you were created to be and take every opportunity to fish for our king. It's really fun. And it's really satisfying. We say it a lot of different ways here. I don't know who gets blessed more. Those I get to pray with and for and bring into the kingdom or me when all is said and done. I'm so honored. I'm so honored to partner with the creator of the universe to advance his kingdom and bring dead people to life and bring those that are alive into greater revelation of him so they can walk in the freedom that we enjoy. Beloved, I hope that encourages you and stirs your spirit. We live in glorious times. And the only way anyone can say these are glorious times is to understand the Father's heart for all creation. Because the opportunities are everywhere to advance His kingdom. And there is nothing more fun. These are glorious times. Glorious. So if you'd please rise, I want to bless you. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of His life-changing Word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the Father desires for you to have. We love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.